When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, very good morning, everyone. Julian King with you on summer mornings. I trust you're all well and are ready to hit the ground running for 2024. How many times, how many times do you reckon you'll write 2023 before you get used to the new year? Remember back in school, you'd write the date, and I reckon, oh, I'd say five to ten's probably the range. 2023. And, oh, no, no, it's 2024 now, isn't it? Because I'm a bit older than you. I was at school in the 1990s and 80s for that matter. But I reckon five to ten's about the range. Well, we don't write anymore, but we type so twenty twenty. Oh no, sorry, twenty twenty four. Still getting used to it, and I still remember as a kid, you love this time of the year, best time of the year, until until the back to school ads came on. You know, Clark school shoes and barter school shoes. Are, oh no, you know, save at office works or whatever. You can get all these pens and and sixty four page A four binders. Go no 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 no. That's when the reality start to hit. But anyway, new year, new possibilities. And, and I do genuinely mean this. I, I wish you all a prosperous, productive and, and above all happy 2024. And I'm very much looking forward to engaging with you in what is sure to be another exciting and unpredictable year ahead in the world of sport. The storyline's yet to be written. And when they are, we will be here to tell them, retell them and revel in them. Welcome along. This morning on SEN 11.70am in Sydney, SENQ 6.93 in Brisbane. Going to be up in Brisbane in a few weeks' time. SEN 16.20 on the Gold Coast and across the globe via the SEN app. Would love for you to join me on the program this morning. The open line number 1300-01-1170 and the text line 0457-736-736. Yeah, Jimmy, the Dragons won 16 comps. Let's leave it at that. On the show today, Bryce McGain is going to be up shortly to chat all things cricket. It's the Warner test, isn't it? And uh, we've all been talking about David Warner. What will his legacy be? Have you forgiven him after Cape Town 2018? All of the above. I certainly have. Simon Hill is going to be along as well to talk the global game, including this unusual, well, the APL, the way they've restructured the A-League ladder to the demands of no one. You know, it's, it's the answer to a question nobody asked. And they're straying from the global standard. So, the, so think about this, right? You look at the ladder in a game of soccer football. So any league, the Premier League or whatever. It goes on points, obviously, points. And then if equal on points, it's split by goal difference. So it's got the best for and against. But no, they've decided, no, rather than that, instead of goal difference, we're going to go on wins. Excuse me, what? Huh? What? But, but why? No one else does it. You have a system that's not broken, that's working, working perfectly fine. They go, we're just going to do that for, for reasons unbeknownst to anyone except the suits there. I, I, I don't get it. Maestro's along this morning. He'll have a bit to say about it, I'm sure. It's just, it is weird. It is really weird. And a good mate, BP, our resident tennis expert, Brett Phillips, will be here too as we turn our attention towards the Australian Open. Plenty happening in the lead-up, of course, with the United Cup. The Brisbane International, I think we head to Hobart next week. It is in a really exciting time of year. The weather across the listening area, Sydney. Now, important for Sydney, of course, with a test starting tomorrow. Today, max 29, mostly sunny, and it's actually looking really good weather-wise for day one. The test day two, which is which I'm scheduled to go, uh, 70% chance of rain. Hopefully that changes in the next couple of days. Now, Brisbane 
and the Gold Coast. We know that that part of Queensland, southeast Queensland, has been pummeled by rain. So to our listeners on SENQ 693 and 1620 in the Gold Coast, uh, stay safe, stay dry as well. Max 26 showers in Brisbane, max 27 showers on the Gold Coast. Now, cricket statistician Rick Finlay uh, is always good to follow on Twitter slash X. And I saw this and I had to write it down. By popular request, washed out days in Australian tests. Uh, Perth has never had a washed out day, complete washed out day. Hobart's had one. Adelaide two, the Gabba eight, the MCG nine. The SCG has had 26 washed out days. 26 washed out days. But that's not enough. He's broken it down. Of Sydney's 26 washed out days of the test match, um, do, 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 two on day one, six on day two, nine on day three. So day three is the bad one, three day four, four day five. And then when they used to have six day test matches, two on, on day six. Manchester, by the way, Old Trafford, 25 washouts, but a lot less tests. So high percentage of washouts there at Manchester. So if it does rain on day two, I, I am thoroughly looking forward to the pontificating from Jared Waitley about how we need to think about moving the Sydney test. Due to the weather. The Victorians are big on this, aren't they? We need to have a conversation about this. It is not happening. That is all. I and mean, it's not to say that, you know, the Sydney Test match is wedded to New Year. Sydney always had cricket. And they do this every year. Cricket.com.au on Twitter said, ah, oh, each year the legend grows. 96 News Day. I was there. Michael Bevan. Last ball four of Roger Harper. They were six for not many. Paul Rifle was man of the match, by the way. Were you there that day? Do you remember that? And it's funny because Michael Bevan had seen that and he tweeted or quote tweeted Michael Bevan. Happy New Year, everyone. Great memories. And this is his philosophy, Bevo, when it comes to a chase. Hit the gaps, minimise risk, choose the best boundary option available given the conditions and situation. Does anything really change when chasing totals under pressure? He's the greatest chaser. Bevo and probably Dhoni, greatest white ball chasers I've ever seen. I've ever seen. 0457 736 736. Of course, it is all about the cricket. The third test gets underway tomorrow. Australia with the series wrapped up. Now, I tell you what, if this final test can mirror Melbourne, we are in for a treat. But, of course, the accompanying storyline to this third test is the David Warner swan song. Many doubted whether he would see the Sydney test. And that is the one that he highlighted as his desired finish line. His ton in Perth are shorter, so that. And I think once the dust settles, looking at his overall record, history will judge David Warner very, very well. Don't let your personal opinions cloud his numbers. They are elite. And after flirting with the idea of playing on to the next World Cup yesterday, he announced his retirement from one-day cricket. Really impressive record. Can now lay claim Dean Warner to being our greatest all-format player. But in ODIs, just in ODIs, forget Tess for a moment, multiple World Cup winner. The only cricketer involved in multiple 250-plus stands in World Cups. One of two cricketers to hit five ODI centuries versus South Africa. He's hit 700s in 2016. That is the second most by a cricketer in a year. Fastest to 4,000, 5,000 and 6,000 runs for Australia. And I talk about all format. If you were, and, and I heard you know, MC and Jimmy this morning talking about his greatness, Warner. Oh, he's not a great. Well, he's a great. He is. And I made this point a few times. If you are picking an all-time Australian test team, all-time Australian test team, in Australian conditions, and I'll clarify because that's the knock of Warner's that the home and away uh, records are, are miles apart. But in Australian conditions, Warner, I think, gets picked. 
I think he gets picked. And then it's up to you to determine who he would open with, you know, Arthur Morris or Bobby Simpson or, or Matty Hayden or, or Taylor or Victor Trump or whoever, William Morris. And just on Warner, he needs 125 runs if he's dismissed once to finish with a test average of 45. If he gets dismissed twice in this test match, he needs 170 across two innings to average 45. And if Dee Warner wants to match Don Bradman's test average, he'll need 10,993 runs in his last match. Uh, This is probably not going to happen. But yesterday, it was all about David Warner, as we said, after flirting with the idea in a post-war cup of going on to the next one. He's announced his retirement from one-day international cricket. Let's hear from the man. I'm, I'm definitely retiring from one-day cricket as well. Um, that was something that I, I had said, you know, through the World Cup, get through that. And if, um, you know, winning it in India, I think that's a massive achievement. So um, I'll make that decision today as well to retire from those forms. Um, which it does allow me to go and play um, some other leagues around the world and and sort of get the, the one-day team um, sort of moving forward a little bit. I know there's a Champions Trophy coming up and, you know, look, if I'm playing decent cricket still in two years' time and I'm, I'm around and, you know, they need someone, I'm, I'm going to be available. Going to be available. Well, you just see what happens. So I left the door ajar, Warner, for a potential return to the 2025 Champions Trophy, which is kind of the mini World Cup. I'd be surprised. I'm not sure why he would uh, who knows it's up to him and of course up to the Australian collect, uh, selectors so he'll continue to be intermittently available for the T20 team and he's got his eyes firmly set on the T20 World Cup in June in the West Indies and the US and if they do win that Australia it would mean that they hold all three major international cricket council trophies along with the World Cup and the World Test Championship title pretty decent and he's going to miss the T20 series against the West Indies in February and now he's going to become a T20 gun for hire. He has earned that right, though, David Warner. So he will need to get a, a, an NOC, a no-objection certificate, from Cricket Australia to play in the league. They'll give it to him. The Dubai team's first game to be played on Jan 21. The Dubai Capitals. So his IPL team, the Delhi Capitals, owns that team, so he's going to play for them. He's got a two-year contract with the Sydney Thunder. He was keen to continue playing in the BBL, and I think it's fantastic. This is what we need. They want to revive the Big Bash. And I know it's been hampered a bit by rain. We'll get to that shortly. But this year already, the crowd numbers, average crowd numbers are up. It's not rocket science. And if you get the Smiths and the Warners playing, then all those numbers are going to rise. Interestingly, Adam Collins, our friend from SEN Cricket, uh, he tweeted just on Warner, play this nicely. Doesn't have to play the bilateral ODI series, clashing with leagues where he cashes in. T20 World Cup is a lock for June, post-national contract. If he's well, a viable, if unlikely, route to the Champions Trophy in 2025. Best of all, he manages to infuriate those who hate him, Warner wins. You don't have to be centrally contracted. Tim David's not centrally contracted. And he gets picked. He's earned it, though, Warner. He has earned it. And by his own admission, which is interesting, you know, if he came up in another time, David, he wouldn't have played 100 tests. And now it's, it's rare we're going to see... People hit 100 tests unless you play for Australia, England or India. Let's be frank. You know, he may have been snapped up by a T20 franchise as a bloke on a rookie contract. And what a different path that may have been. Yeah, and this is the challenge of modern cricket with that squeeze calendar. Players are now faced with a choice. You can't play all three because formats are going to overlap. But I've got to say, I mean, uh, we are blessed 
that he came up before that time because test match cricket would be poor if someone like David Warner had fallen through the cracks. And how many more down the track will with an abundance of talent that don't play red ball cricket? Which leads me to South Africa. I'd love to hear your opinion on this. Steve Warren, and Steve Warren speaks, you generally listen. And he is furious, Stephen Roger. This is in the Herald. He accused the ICC and administrators from leading nations of ignoring the welfare of Test cricket after South Africa prioritised their T20 competition over a tour of New Zealand. It's not even a B team, it's a C team. You've got this brand who's going to debut as captain. First time we've seen that in Test cricket since Liga Mon for New Zealand. Good morning, Lee. And he said, if the ICC or someone doesn't step in shortly, test cricket doesn't become test cricket. You're not testing yourself against the best players. Obvious. But he did say, Stephen Roger, I understand why players don't come. They're not getting paid properly. And that's the nub. I don't understand why the ICC, the top countries who are making a lot of money, don't just have a regulation set fee for test matches, which is a premium so people are incentivized to play test cricket. That's it. Give more money to the poorer boards so they can afford... Better centralised contracts. Steve Smith said this. He got overlooked for the IPL. So, well, that's fine. Still breaks in millions as central, centrally contracted Australian cricketer. Kyron Pollard grew up dreaming of playing Test cricket for the West Indies. Had a bit of a rough upbringing. Didn't come from wealth. At the time, I think centrally contracted West Indies players were getting less than 100 k a year. Just think about that. Less than $100,000. And he saw the riches on offer on the T20 circuit. And he goes, well, I can't say no to this. I can set up my family. You can understand why. If, for example, Pollard at the West Indies had a contract of, say, two mil, would he have changed his mind? Hypothetically speaking, of course. And this is the problem that the poorer boards face. Test cricket will only be eventually contested between Australia, England, India, maybe New Zealand. That's it. Sri Lanka don't want to play it. South Africa was seen here. They've raised a middle finger to test cricket. But their hand was twisted because of the dire financial state that Cricket South Africa finds itself in. But you need to incentivise them to play Test cricket. And this is where it's incumbent upon the ICC to think outside or to, to shed themselves of the influence of the BCCI. Easier said than done, of course. Because the Board of Control for Cricket India, supremely wealthy, they get an even greater share of ICC revenue. Most other countries run test cricket at a loss. Can you be benevolent here, India, for the sake of the game, the long form of the game? Huge money, right? So their share of ICC TV rights jumped from 22%. It was about $3 billion in 2017 to 38% of about $4.5 billion in 2023. And they say, well, you know, all your money comes from our TV rights. Yeah, but okay. But share the love, share the wealth. So cricket in South Africa... They're sending a C team because their players, their best players, have to be available for the South Australian T20 League. You know, this is a watershed moment in world cricket. Make no mistake. And don't forget South Africa cancelled the one-day tour of Australia last year for the same reason. Prioritise your T20 League, fine. And understand that that's where the wealth comes from. But not one country has yet done it at the expense of their test team. India don't even do it. This is a gross devaluation of the Proteus brand. Gross devaluation. New Zealand should say, well, get stuff. We're not going to play you. Or South Africa, if New Zealand didn't want to reschedule, and they didn't, should have just said, no, sorry. We'll withdraw from the tour, pay the compensation, and let's do this at another time. 
And I can tell you the players are filthy. Rabada wanted to play. They want to play test cricket. But they know which side the bread is buttered. Cricket South Africa is a sad state of affairs. Oh, just quickly back to Warner. You're going to hear a lot about Sandpaper Gate. Webby's written about it in the Herald today. He's manager James Erskine. Of course, said to Jimmy Smith on this network some time back that the truth will come out. I think we'd all love to know. The Cricket Australia conducted that very dinky investigation, which concluded, oh, you know what? There's only three involved, and that's it. Case closed. Never happened in any other test match. We didn't even bother looking. And the head in the sand stuff it was from the administration at the time. I think the public would love proper answers. I'd love proper answers. Whether we get them, I don't know. Having said that, you know, I think Warner's conduct since the events in Cape Town 2018 has been exemplary. You know, he admitted to David Warner at the time, he lost sight of what it meant to be Australian cricketer. You know, he talked about, you know, going back to those midweeks where you drag the covers over the pitch and this is a thing, you get mollycoddled and you escape reality. And then it beat him hard in the backside, hard in the backside. But he paid his price, as did Smith and as did Bancroft. So maybe that's an admission there from David Warner. 0457 736 736. Just wrapping up in cricket. Uh, the Thunder slumped to the bottom of the ladder. Big bash ladder. They're about as short, I think, the Thunder. They went down to the Hurricanes by seven wickets yesterday. Poor, poor effort with about eight for 150. The Hurricanes, three for 151. They won by seven wickets with 11 balls to spare. Chris Jordan, great with the ball, two for 20. Benny McDermott, 53, not off 34 balls. And the Heat V6s, no dice. The rain put pay to any players, so they split the points. Uh, second no result, two in a row for the Sydney Sixers. Tonight, we've got the Stars hosting the Renegades. Catch every ball live right here on SEN. Kawaja is pieced of, banned in test cricket, likely to take flight in the Big Bash. Uh, it's affected him mentally. And I'll get your thoughts on this after the break, too. You might have seen this by Dean Ritchie. Panthers fans, Bulldogs fans, league fans, Brian Toto has been seen in a Canterbury Bulldogs jersey. Does it anger you? Is this a case of who gives a rats? Or is it a no-no? So a no-no or a big deal? Toto in a jersey. So I want to get your thoughts on that today. Uh, we'll talk a bit of tennis as well. A good win by Alex Demonor over my favourite tennis player named after a deli meet, Taylor Fritz. This was in Perth in the United Cup. He beat Taylor Fritz 6-4, 6-2. So the Aussies have secured qualification for the quarterfinals where they'll take on either China or Serbia. Stack happening in the Brisbane International as well. So the open line number, one 1170 David Warner, your thoughts, your legacy. Where does he rank for you? The pantheon of great Australian cricketers. No, it's even drilled down even further. Great Australian openers. And if you're picking an Aussie team of all time, is he one of your openers? There's a question for you. And give me your New Year's resolutions. So I want to get my golf handicap down. I want to play more tennis. And I vowed not to get as angry when the Dragons lose. Have a think about that today. 0457 736 736. Up and running. Julian King with you. SEN Summer Mornings.